Albert Einstein famously said, Creativity is intelligence having fun. I'm Jess McEwen. Join me as I chat with my super creative big sister Emily, and let's learn together how to let our intelligence let its hair down. This is the Cloud Gazing Creatives Podcast. Episode 2 of Cloud and Creatives, the podcast. This episode was recorded just as the city I live in was about to go back into lockdown to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. I had a hard time feeling creative during the first lockdown in the spring, so I wanted to chat with my sister Emily about ways to keep creative this time around. Now, Emily lives over 400 kilometers away from where I live, so we're recording these chats as best we can. But there's a few spots where the sound gets a little bit squiggly, so bear with us and try not to stress about that too much. We're figuring it out as we go. Okay, let's get an M on the phone, shall we? So you know how we're heading back into another lockdown, mm-hmm. most likely here in Ontario, mm-hmm. and so we're recording during a pandemic, which began, oh, March? Seven, eight months ago seven eight months ago uh-huh. and uh, when it happened I was completely taken off guard and uh, I was one of those people that was like oh I wish I could just have a few weeks all to myself at home with no not have to go to work and just make things and create and do projects and then I was forced to be home for about five and a half weeks and I was a mess <laughs> and I, I couldn't do anything yeah I was useless I don't know about you but I was useless and uh the only thing I'm found that kind of got me through and it took me it took me quite a few weeks to even be able to think of anything was I started going out for walks and doing um color hunts and um things like that with my phone yeah and that just came out of nowhere to me I was just remembering what we do when we get together with all the nieces and nephews and we you know I say we it's usually you um (laughs) put together a a treasure hunt for them just to kind of keep them occupied and they're always yeah they're hunting for the next thing and not kind of you know fighting and whatever so I started doing that one and I did um so I'd go out and just be like I'm just gonna look for yellow things and then all of a sudden it, it, it kind of created this sense of excitement and that was the only thing that really got me through and so now I'm thinking okay we're going into another lockdown it looks like here in Ontario anyway <coughs> and I'm trying to think of different things that I can do and I know you and I since this happened have talked and it turns out that I didn't know doing that color hunt was a thing <laughs> it's one of, it's one of our hats um it's one of our yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, so like, I don't know why it worked, but it worked. Well, it's so we're going into a second lockdown and we're going into a second lockdown at the beginning of winter, which is far worse than the situation that it's going to be perceived as far worse than the situation we had in February because we were coming into spring. So you're getting into the darker months. Um, Christmas is going to feel like a disappointment. Uh, I know that Diwali, which is happening this week, um, has become um, it, it, and it's traditionally Diwali is tradi- the festival of lights is traditionally a huge get together um, yeah. for people who uh, from Southeast Asia um, communities w- within Canada do huge festivals, 10, 15,000 people and you can't. 
So mm-hmm. we now have to take that creativity and celebrations are a form of creativity. They're, they're part of our human history. Um, ritual yeah. and tradition are types of creativity. Um, they're the things that help us to feel anchored. Right. So that's what, mm-hmm. that's what creativity is. Essentially, it's a way to feel anchored within your world. And that's why everybody's creativity is so different. Um, so the color hunt, looking for a specific color, that's a great one. Um, you can do it with words. Um, so we can do it with like, uh, you could say, today I'm going to look for things that are wild. And then you have to determine what exactly you mean by wild. You know, if you live in downtown Toronto, the things you're finding that are wild could be very different than the things that I'm finding in rural Eastern Ontario. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing people that look but wild. But they could, I mean, it could be fantastic, right? Particularly as a photographic mm-hmm. uh, essay, it would be, you know, you would see some really um, amazing things. Um, I have a little, I actually have a little girl that I, uh, that I care for and she's got the most beautiful red hair and it's curly. Um, and when she's, you know, just had a bath and she, come in, she comes in in the morning and it's all staticized from her, her jacket. Uh, it's wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks pretty wild, you know, but it's beautiful. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so y- you can do those. Um, when, I, when the lockdown first happened, um, I was, I was pretty good, actually. <laughs> it was kind of it's the first time um, I've worked in the industry for 25 years. And it's the first time I've ever had longer than three weeks off. Um, wow. After I had both mm-hmm. my kids, I went straight back to work. So I never had three, two months off. We had about two and a half months off with uh with work um so although there was the stress of the whole money situation um you know it was still rather liberating so i actually managed to pick myself up i had lots of um the whole anxiety thing so there's the whole mental health piece that happens alongside it and that's one of the reasons that people need to start thinking about ways to stay anchored ways to stay creative ways to connect their rituals and their traditions um and so when, when you feel anxious and, and worried and, and kind of are put in that situation, did, were you the opposite to me that you actually felt more creative? Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I was able to, well, because I had the time. Um, if, I, if I haven't got the time for, for the walk or, and I would always recommend getting outside is probably number one on my list. Um, but I found that I was able to, like I was painting, um, I was making um, embroidered uh, butterflies, insects. Um, I was drawing. I was doing paper crafts. Uh, I made some wall hangings. I have paper, um, pa- paper feathers. Uh, I was experimenting with card making. Um, I tried a few things, uh, just a few little things. Um, <laughs> I did some. Uh, I did some organization, and organization is a type of creativity. I'd be, and I'm not a particularly organized person. Artists sometimes get uh, a bit of a bad rap as very disorganized people. And, and in general, artists are because we're not necessarily not organized, but we certainly like to spread our work around. So I did some organization as well. And that was actually very um, cathartic. Uh, and I found that it actually helped the creative process because I was able to, you know, focus on the projects, the things that I wanted to get try. And some of them I tried and they just weren't me the paper crafts, you know, I did a couple of different things and some of them were great and some of them were just kind of bleh, but you know, it was a, it was a learning process. And I think that for people going into this second lockdown, you need to, you know, just look at the places that make you feel creative. And if that's your studio, if you're lucky enough to have one, then that's your studio. 
but I don't have a studio. We don't have the space right now. So I work at my dining room table. And so the organization helped to make it a more creative space because it was tidier mm-hmm. and I was able to, you know, concentrate on those projects that I wanted to do. Um, I do a lot yeah. on my phone. I do a lot of creative work on my phone, documenting photographs, um, Instagram. Everybody loves Instagram. Point. I think my maybe a stopping point in my brain that I, I need to maybe look at a different way is I was thinking if I'm not sitting down creating like painting or drawing then I'm I'm not being creative but actually from listening to your list of things it's like actually no I, I can be creative in other ways and I can I can you know if, if painting or drawing is something that I'm interested in but sometimes when I'm stressed and tired I just, you just can't. can't yeah you just so you maybe, can't commit that time to it uh, and your yeah. aesthetic, your, your creative aesthetic is many different things. Um, it's the clothes you choose. It's the patterns on the fabrics of the clothes you choose. It's your accessories. It's how you display your jewelry. If you wear jewelry um, for guys, uh, it's their ties, their bow ties, their shoes, their vests. Um, you know, it, your creative aesthetic comes across in, in a million different ways. Um, it, the car you drive, if you drive a car, um, the, the color of uh, the color of your living room you know are you are you a shabby chic white and mm-hmm. and, and white linen and, and floral or are you a you know dark blue with with white wainscoting like this the aesthetic it comes across in in a hundred different ways um, the food you cook mm-hmm. the types of things that you like to eat um, our cultures are a reflection of our creative aesthetic as well right the two things are intertwined um, right. So, um, so it's a case of, um, not getting tunnel vision and just seeing, you know, I can, I can know creativity is only this one thing I I can maybe say, okay, well, if I'm stuck here, let's find other areas right now that I have time and energy to, to manage. And if all I can manage is to pull together a a fun, funky, creative outfit today, then I've still still been creative. creative. And it's, um, it's important to recognize Mm -hmm. that because it can be very defeatist if we start looking at it that, well, I didn't get any chance to paint this week. And I've had weeks where, you know, work has just been like herding meerkats in the desert. Um, And, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, (laughs) Thursday, Friday, and then all of a sudden Saturday rolls around and I've done nothing. And, you know, from an artist's perspective, should I sit down and force myself to draw something? Well, no, because that's not creation, that's work. I'm making myself do something. Um, If I want to be creative, I have to pick something that I, you know, I want to engage in. And some days that's, you know, appreciating gorgeous fabrics from India. And some days that's uh, rearranging the plants in the bathroom. Some days that's arranging cut flowers in a vase. Uh, Some days that's, you know, finding a new way to display my jewelry. And uh, those are all Mm -hmm. types of of creative aesthetic too. Um, Going for a walk in the wet leaves and, and, looking at the the rain and the puddles you know sometimes there is no mm-hmm. tangible result of creativity people tend to think that there should always be some piece of work at the end of a or you're creative if you made a a painting or you did a play or you sang a song well no creativity from a human right. perspective is the appreciation of beauty in any way and you know um yeah oh, it's it's you know, creation can be very fleeting. It just appears in your eyes and then disappears. And the next person might not get a chance to see that beautiful create. As an artist, um, I just discovered her recently. She does uh, natural works of art in the forest in England. 
um, and they're fabulous. They look so lifelike. She uses everything she finds in, in the fields and forests to make pictures of hummingbirds and kingfishers and owls and beavers. Um, and they, she lays them out on the ground and they're, that's it. So when they're gone, they're gone. Right. Oh, so the wow. only, the only yeah, record that's... that there is that it was ever there is the picture that she takes. It's it's a very, you know, right. it, it's not like an installation. If someone happens upon it, they'll see it. But if nobody happens down that path, yeah. they'll never see it. And then it's, you know, the wind blows it away and the animals scatter the seeds and and uh, they're fabulous pieces of work. I'll, I'll find her name and we can link it up. Um, yeah, oh, I'd love because, that. it, yeah, you know, it's it, creativity is very transient sometimes, too. And we get so stuck in this artists are creative and cre- creators are artists that we forget that we're all creative mm-hmm. and we all have the ability to, um, you know, find those things that make us happy. I think being creative is more about making ourselves happy than about making other people happy. And it's lucky if somebody else is happy about what we did, you know, Michelangelo carved David for himself, not for anybody else. Oh, that's he did. Yes. He he looked at the, he looked at the marble (laughs) and he saw the, uh, you know, he saw the, the angel as he called it that needed to be released. And, and he went and found it. And many sculptors, Rodin was famous for saying the same thing. Um, you know, and, and Monet, they paid the, a lot of the very prodigious, prodigious people actually were um, prodigious uh, artists in the world and creators uh, did so for mostly for um, their own benefit. And they were lucky if they could find a benefactor that would pay for it. Leonardo da Vinci being the most famous, he was terrible for actually not finishing stuff. <laughs> he was, people would pay him to do things and he just never finished the commission. Um, so he, uh, oh. Jan, um, Daniel J. Boorstin, it's an older book, it's called The Creators, and it's all about various different disciplines of art, um, from architecture to fine art to sculpture, um, going from the early days of the Renaissance. And he talks about, you know, the motivations behind creativity and why we do what we do. So, you know, let's let go of this whole, I've got to produce a piece of work and people will look at it and go, wow, it's amazing. And, you know, let's look more at the motivation about why we want to create. What do we want to create? Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. That gives me a lot to think about because I've been Str- yeah. struggling I, I with the need. I've been stressing about yeah. stressing. Well, stressing about stressing and stressing <laughs> about the need to the need yeah. to produce something. You know, I'm not being creative if I yeah, don't have a portfolio been... at the end of it. And I got stuck there when I was yeah. in college. Uh, 20. I'm old. It's a long time ago. Um and you do feel like you know you have to have this portfolio of work and then there's the comparison to other people's portfolio of work and now I'm a much older wiser human being um I can see that it's more about my own satisfaction with what I do than it is with what others are going to perceive of it and that's when you become you know slightly more successful as a creator in any way is to be able to say let's give this a try and and it's when you it's when you grow up yeah become a grown we up to, we, creative. Get to, we get to adult <laughs> we don't have to look around for a more adult year adult yeah 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 we are there yeah so i wow. think that you know if the weather's awesome. getting darker and the nights are getting longer and apparently the winds are getting oh, yeah. stronger today and uh it doesn't mean yes. that we can't you know find ways to be creative that don't require us to have an output of paintings in a folder somewhere Excellent. All right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling, feeling you like do I this. can do this. You got this. 
yeah it's and 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 it's also good for, forgiving oneself when you know one tries to be creative and it's it's not you know i um i found a podcast and then followed the podcast to something else online i'm taking a course it's a professor at um oh god where is she i think it's stanford and she, they now offer this course free to anyone online. It's about yes. happiness. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's actually, she has a TED Talk too. Yeah. Yep. Yes, wonderful. And as, so I've just, I've started taking it. Um, so, you know, I'm taking a course. Yes, look at you go. Um, Woohoo! <laughs> um, but it's very interesting. I'm just at the beginning. At the beginning, you have to do a few surveys just to get a baseline of where you are in yep. the happiness scale. And then as one of the surveys is a strength survey. And um, so you answer quite, quite a few pages. It took like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of, of, um, on a scale from mo- you know, very much like me to not at all like me. And it was questions that kind of pulled out what your personality strengths are. And then the first week of homework is um, your top five strengths. Try to do something every day that uses one of those top five strengths because using your yep. strengths makes you happy, yep. apparently. Or she's going to tell me. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> anyway, so I'm assuming I'm jumping ahead. But uh, one of so my in my top five strengths, one of them was appreciation of beauty and also creativity, which was quite um, quite nice. nice. <laughs> to like, yes, okay. Yeah, and so um, they also offer a list of ways to bring this in. So how do you act on these strengths? What can you do? Because, you know, of course, the minute you try to think yep. of something, your yep. brain goes blank. But for creativity, it was very simple things, exactly like you said. Try, um, you know, try cooking, some, look at the ingredients that you have and come up with your own idea yep. for something to make. Um, you know, try moving things around in your home or your office to try a different way. So there were lots of things that weren't traditionally creative. Yeah, people think, yeah, things that, you know, when you rearrange the furniture in your living room, I mean, decorating, house decorating is a huge industry anyway, and it is a form of creativity, but people sometimes forget that you do it every day in your own home. Um, when you organize your cupboards, mm-hmm. who has a Tupperware cupboard with all those extra lids? You know, th- there are creative ways to do yeah. hundreds of different activities. Uh, people get intimidated by the whole cooking thing. Um, but I've done it with, you know, start with something, look at the things you have, think about something that you've made before and change one thing. And that's a form of creativity. And then the next time change two things. And then the next time change three things. And then all of a sudden you've made your own recipe and, uh, people don't realize that creativity can sometimes be as simple as just starting by changing one thing. Um, and and you can end up being creative well we are creative in every way we just don't recognize it as such most of the time we think of it as ordinary everyday stuff and it's not um you know we're we're creative in the way that we get up an icy hill in canada in the winter we're we're creative in the way we uh and i trust me i've had to do several different types of walk to get up the hill at my house um we can be creative in the way that we you know put our garden to bed for the winter uh, we can, we're creative in the way that we decorate for Christmas. If we're Christmas, you know, people, um, there's, there's, and this year, I think everybody's being creative in the way that they're finding ways to connect virtually and, um, yeah. you know, more at a distance and more outside, uh, you know, we can think outside the box and find ways to do this and we can learn slightly from other people and then we can put our own spin on it in order to be safer. 
um, this year, even though it's slightly disappointing to not be able to do what we did before, all things that we've ever done as humans came from not being able to do things the way we used to. We had to, at some point, make changes for whatever reason, for utility, for convenience, for speed, technological advancements. All those things happened because someone out there was creative. Yeah. That's very true. Love it. You're welcome, babe. Thanks, Anytime Sam. we need a pep talk about the whole creative Thanks thing. We are creative. Yeah. <laughs> we have creative muscle and we will flex it. Yeah, I definitely needed that pep talk today. And uh, that's given me lots of ideas of things I can do to get through the next few months that I know are going to be very difficult. And I was starting to feel some pressure to you know, pre-plan creativity. And I think that actually I yeah, don't need let to. The, I can let just... the pressure go. Let it yeah, flow. Let the pressure That's go. Awesome. Perfect. Excellent. Okay. All right. We'll go get back to yep, go back, gotta go back, back to, to Christmas, Christmas and downstairs. Uh... <laughs> and uh, you know, awesome. I'll just I'll just sit and appreciate it all. All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds love you. Bye. All right. Love you loads. Bye. always M's creativity is just mind-blowing. So a quick note, the professor that I mentioned is Dr. Lori Santos and the podcast is the Happiness Lab and actually uh, she, she teaches the happiness class at Yale, not Stanford. So sorry about that, just a little boo-boo. Um, I'll link her course and podcast and all the other resources that M mentions in the show notes of our blog at cloudgazingcreatives.com. And if you go to the about page there and sign up for our emails, we'll actually send you our top three creative hacks for busting creative blocks. And the color hunt that we talked about at the beginning of this episode is explained in more detail there for you. Uh, So hopefully that will help you uh, if you're going through another lockdown and having some creativity blocks coming up. Thank you so much for listening. it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us and Emily and I hope that you have a very creative week. You've been listening to Cloud Gazing Creatives, the podcast. Find us online at cloudgazingcreatives.com and hang out with us on Instagram where you can find us as at cloudgazingcreatives.